I'm Sandra Hayes Buckley and you are listening to the Mind Your Mind podcast, a podcast that delves into what minding your mind means to different people, what self-care looks like in their lives and why minding their minds is so important to them. I hope you enjoy. This episode of the Mind Your Mind podcast is sponsored by Rainbow Crescent. Rainbow Crescent is an online shop specialising in uplifting products with the aim of putting a smile on people's faces. Check it out at www.rainbowcrescent.ie. Before we get stuck into this week's episode, I am absolutely delighted to announce that there will be a live recording of the Mind Your Mind podcast on Thursday, October 5th at 7pm in Middleton Park Hotel. On the evening, I will be joined by a fantastic panel of guests, including health psychologist Aideen Stack, teacher, author and founder of the Hope to Cope charity, Catherine Dolphin Griffin, and registered intellectual disability nurse and CBT psychotherapist, Emily Murphy. Tickets are on sale now over on www.rainbowcrescent.ie and I can't wait to see you there. On this week's episode, I am joined by Judy Russell. Judy is a video coach and the owner of the Vid Academy. During our chat, we discussed how a big change in her childhood had a big impact on the rest of her life and why talk therapy is so important to her. I hope you enjoy. Judy, you are so welcome to the Mind Your Mind podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So for any of our listeners who are tuning in who are not familiar with yourself, could you give us an introduction into who you are and what they're all about? Sure. So I am a video coach. So I teach people how to make videos um, primarily using their phones. And uh, the, the landscape for this has changed so much. I'm almost having a bit of an existential crisis now at the moment. I'm like, who am I actually and what am I actually doing? You know, because when I first started out, nobody had like any idea that they could take videos on their phones like it was iphone 6 land when i started it was years ago so now it's like uh, people are just like it's like the whole world has evolved to become really good at this now so it, it's a uh, it's, it's really interesting to watch and it makes me have to become so much better at everything really quick you know and i sometimes think like what if i was like you know like an accountant and the numbers didn't change and they stayed the same and I could show up to work every day and I'd know that everything was where it was but I know myself and probably like you too that I'd run out of steam quite quickly with that so I do need this evolutionary role you know in order to keep me um going so that that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment fantastic and you're quite busy in your role as well and I suppose Minding ourselves is so important, especially when you are in business on your own. It can be quite isolating. Um, but why is it important to yourself to look after your own mental well-being? Well, you know, like I suppose I, I, I'm, I came from like a, a broken home. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but like my parents split up when I was quite young, and that caused like a whole change in everything. Like I was like. I was living off their kind of like wealth, you know, I didn't really have mm -hmm. to have a personality because, you know, we had nice cars and a pool. And because of all of that, I just got to kind of ride on that stuff. And then when I was like seven, we had to sell the house, sell the business, sell the cars, uh, move into a rental. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, what do I do now? Why is nobody like calling over anymore and stuff like mm -hmm. that? It was very strange, but it was young enough to be able to, I suppose, grow into the new version of, of life that I was living. But at the same time, what really changed everything for me was that my mum, when she split up um, from my dad, she decided to go back to college and she became an addiction counsellor. And then, you know, from just kind of like 
one day, I think she picked me up from Irish College in Ballingiri. And I remember sitting into the car and she was like, so tell me, how do you feel? And I was like, oh, how, uh, how dare you even ask me that question? I was like so offended by <laughs> being asked about my feelings, you know, no, 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 no. So, uh, but then that like, you know, kind of led me to go to counselling at quite a young age and, you know, like, and then go back and forth to counselling all of my life then, you know, just to kind of like do mental check-ins and, and get mm -hmm. help with certain things and try to grow, I suppose, and become as 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 healthy as I can emotionally would be mm. my kind of aim. Yeah, fantastic. And I suppose that really highlights the the importance of talk therapy um, as well. You know, the fact that you have gone back over and over since you were quite a, at quite a young age, it I suppose it highlights the importance of it in your life and with keeping up with your mental well-being and your emotional well-being. And do you find that with the talk therapy that that has helped to deal with, you know, I suppose some of the the trauma to use, if we want to use that word of, you know, that big life change in your early life. Yeah. And, you know, like it, it's it's amazing. Like, you know, with 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 friends and stuff like that, like I, I have some amazing friends that I've had since that time, like my whole life. Mm. And uh, and, you know, you can you just everyone's so busy now you know everyone's got like kids and stuff like that that you don't get the chance to sit down like for a dedicated moment and talk about you or them talk about themselves and stuff and figure stuff out I feel like we did have that time when I was a teenager and I feel like that really helped me an awful lot I think that's what pulled me through the teenage years was those chats but like now now when you're an adult you you actually have to pay someone in order to actually listen to your shit for a full hour and uh, not take any breaks which is fair and also you know um, my the counsellor that I see is through better help so it's an online counselling and for two reasons that suits me is because uh, I don't have to leave the house and as an introvert I like to be in like home as often as I possibly can and secondly I don't know the person and she she's from Liverpool I think so there's no concern to me that I'll be walking down the street and I'll meet that person it, it just feels like you know like completely anonymous yet yeah. I'm so close with her as well it's it, I really like those those two parts of it yeah it's connection without too close of a connection that you know she might know someone who knows you or you know that sort of thing and I actually also did counseling um online um in I in my car <laughs> I used to go out to my car cool. and do counseling out there because as well like you mentioned life is busy as well and sometimes you don't have you know the the half hour to drive to the counselor the hour to have the counseling and then the half hour to drive back and then also have to unpack all of the stuff that happened in the counseling session. So I like I think online counseling really works for a lot of people for that for that reason, because, you know, you can do it at home. You can fit it into your own schedule. And now, look, it won't be for everyone. Yeah. But I think, you know, like yourself now, I'd be a bit of an introvert as well um, with this sort of thing. Like I'd much prefer to be in the comfort of my own surroundings and you know talk to someone like you said almost anonymously but actually you're really close to them yeah. but you don't have you don't have the connection of you know their cousin's mother's sister or you know whatever um like that so you know it's 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 very very helpful in that sense and do you find that that helps you being in your own surroundings being in you know I suppose the comfort of your own home and and not having to kind of go out there and you know 
deal with very emotional stuff sometimes in in counseling sessions and then having to like come back and, and unpack it as you're coming back and but at least when you're at home you have you know the comfort of being able to just switch on the kettle straight away and and sit down or, or whatever like that yeah and, and like and as well it's very tiring like my, my the sessions online are 45 minutes and at the end of the 45 minutes like I don't want to drive anywhere after that you know and and yeah. some sessions are really intense and you know the tissues are out and then some sessions I'm like didn't even get anything out of that really now but then it's like a few days later that I'm like oh yeah no or it makes me very accountable to my actions as well throughout the week because I know that like whatever I or even my thoughts as well I become accountable to what I'm thinking because if I know I start on a a bad thinking kind of like train I'm gonna have to unwrap that with my counsellor then and I'm like no I'm gonna stop here now and I'm not gonna you know do negative self-talk because that's what happens I think is um like as soon as we let like the the first the spark it's like a match or something like the first negative kind of like like thing that we tell ourselves in our head go off then that it's it's so um i suppose calculated in terms of like it goes next 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 and then all of a sudden you're spiraling so it's like you have to catch it at the spark and blow it out because if you let it go too far it's going to be too big to blow out and then you're just it's just going to ruin your day so that's the biggest thing that I'm learning from it and is just to like chill out like you know like everything that happens isn't you know as big a deal as you think it is or you're not as bad as you think you are or you didn't mess up or fail as much as you're criticizing yourself things like that like mm-hmm. so it, it, I think it's really helpful and I definitely think online is uh, it suits me I don't know if it suits anyone everyone and I don't think counselling suits everyone I have a friend and I don't think that she's like counselling is for her you know I mm-hmm. think that and she's tried it uh, but she's like nah this just you know I just think it's boring and I don't have enough to talk about during the week you know and whereas like I'll always have enough to talk about, you know. <laughs> I'll I'll be nearly at the end of a session being like, oh no, I, I could I could I could say more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Can we say? And then, and then she's like, okay, I'll just write this down for next week. And I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> but I suppose the the beauty of it as well is that you know it has taught you that that self awareness of you know the spark going off because I think that's the thing with you know the and the inner critic getting in there sometimes you're not even aware that the spark has gone off and this whole chain reaction happens and suddenly you're down this rabbit hole of worst case scenario you know everything is everything is awful the world has gone to shit and like it's very very back from there but if you can have the awareness that actually oh something's happening here you know the spark the spark has been lit um you know that must be huge as well it is and like not that I catch it every time I don't you know and and sometimes you know it's not just like you know me giving out to myself it could be a negative email or a bad interaction in a shop or something like that and then all of a sudden like I feel like you know I'm like I'm, I'm clenching and my heart is starting to, to 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 beat more rapidly and then I'm like hold on that that's that's what that is now it's just trying to and what what I realized the other day is that like when you're so used to getting into that like repetitive kind of pattern of thought it almost becomes something that you like and it almost mm-hmm. becomes like it, it it makes no sense but like it, it's almost like addictive 
to go back into it because you're so used to it and it kind of satisfies a need within you or of some sort. Maybe it gives you more energy to get jobs done or something like that. Like, yeah. you know, it, it, it's really funny. So trying to trying to trying to pack it all down. And I suppose, you know, I have time now to like when I think when you're in your 20s, you're so busy trying to figure out what you need to do and what you're going to like work at. And, you know, some people have kids. I don't have kids, but like, you know, everyone's so busy. I think now I have more time to kind of watch myself a bit more and go mm -hmm. like, hold on a second. Now. You're, you're not doing anyone an advantage here by, you know, thinking these thoughts or, or doing these things. Change mm -hmm. that, <laughs> get better. Yeah. And you touched on it there as well. There can be that sort of weird sense of familiarity and, and comfort in the familiarity of the way you're feeling. And sometimes it can be more difficult to try and like to start to fix some of these issues. Um, and I think it's it actually takes strength to kind of go and go, OK, well, actually, I want to change this behavior because like that. Sometimes it can be quite motivating, you know, to get stuff done or to, to whatever like that. But it's recognizing that I suppose it's not always the healthiest um, way to be thinking and the way to be kind of m motivating yourself in inverted commas um, through battering yourself internally. Um, but I suppose, yeah, it, it's very healthy that you can take that time to kind of work on all this and, and kind of, you know, work on the awareness. And do you find that it helps you, you know, in your business as well? And actually, do you know what? That was the motivating factor to, to go because um, I was I remember just being like frustrated by little things. And and then like one day, the whole day was just one frustration after the next. And I was like, OK, hold on a second. This isn't external. This is internal. You know, mm -hmm. it was like it couldn't be like this is happening to everyone every day and other people are obviously able to manage this better it was just at a really busy period like and dealing with a lot of different personalities and a lot of people and I was like I have to be better at this if I want to be better at business like I can't just you know like be like passive aggressive or like you know like and I, and I wouldn't be in general because you know I wouldn't be in that many situations that would I'd have like that I'd I, like you know that there'd be conflict or kind of thing because of how I've kind of designed my life. But in this particular stage, there was a lot. And I was like, what do other people do? Like, you know, how do they rise above this? And then that's actually when when I signed up for the counselling, because I was like, I need to be better in order to like improve. And I'm the only thing holding myself back right now. I knew it was me mm. holding me back by overthinking stuff or getting too annoyed by by little things and stuff. And and then I was like, OK, this is an opportunity now to to just be the best you can be if it but you know even with like the, the thing about counseling is like you could do it forever like you know you could like and and it can be expensive as well you know so mm. you're like okay and then I think you know you kind of have to get to a stage then where you go okay now it's time to self-manage again and then but know that it's never over and then and, and call in the help when you when you need to get it back again and touch back in so I'll be excited to uh to see how to see how it how I am actually now when I when I stop going on the weekly or, or bi-weekly kind of or twice a month basis I never know what bi-weekly means is or bi-monthly yeah I had no that, that that whole thing confuses me every time and I google it every time I see it but uh, yeah it, I suppose you know it will, it will I wonder will I start to miss it or will I be able to take the lessons that I'm learning every week and actually apply mm -hmm. them myself yeah and that's another thing as well you can become dependent on it 
yeah um you know if you go every single week like I remember when my counselor finished up she had a change in her circumstances and we finished up I had gone to her 48 weeks out of 52 um so literally just missed four weeks with her in the whole year and I bawled crying that last session absolutely bawled crying because I was like what am I going to do what am I going to do like and I had almost become this like I had look forward to right Friday afternoon that's my counseling session and like we used to like it used to be very very heavy because I was going through a very hard time with my mental health at the time going you know panic attacks and anxiety depressive episodes that sort of thing and I was like in my head I was like oh but like she's keeping this she's managing this for me whereas I didn't recognize that actually I was the one that had to do the work on it And I think I became almost dependent in my own head on those sessions. But actually, when they finished, I I had to do the work that, I, you know, all of the things that she had taught me over those 48 sessions that I had to put them into place. And actually, you know, yes, I had episodes with my mental health since then and all the rest of it. But I suppose I had what I had learned is still there. It's all, you know. I, I things that I call on now still and but I think if I had kept going I would possibly not have been as easily able to to implement those things so I think what you're saying there like that you know issue you probably shouldn't go on forever or you know that it definitely won't work for everyone going on forever I like I totally agree with that because I, I think in my own situation like it definitely wouldn't have actually made sense for me to keep going forever because I needed to kind of move forward and see if I could implement these things going Mm -hmm. forward with in managing my own life. Because, you know, the other thing is nobody else can do this work for you. Yes, they can help you with getting the tools, but they're not going to be there holding your hand, putting them into place every time panic comes up or every time stressor, you know, triggers you or whatever like that. So. So, yeah, I think I, I definitely agree with what you said there. And you know what as well, like, like, again, it's kind of like the video stuff. Everyone's like, you know, it's like the the the, the, the tide is rising or that the sea level of, of, of video knowledge is rising and everyone's just naturally getting better at this. I feel like because of Instagram, people are naturally getting better at um, emotional intelligence, I guess. You know, like you can't go on Instagram without reading a quote or seeing something that has you know some kind of psychological weight like you know there's something in there Mm. so you know I feel like when I was younger and my mum was doing this counselling thing she'd bring up words like you know he's codependent or you know things like that and nobody ever knew what that those words meant you know and uh, and she seemed a bit mad at the time as well talking about all this stuff because it was quite new and especially in Ireland and uh, and now it's just all over Instagram and everyone but then now it's always gone you know there's always that, that that place where it just goes too far and everyone's like gaslighter and all the new words that are coming out and stuff but I think then once it like reaches its like equilibrium or like settles I do think that everyone will have a raised sense of knowledge about themselves and treatment of other people and behavior and stuff like that so so I think it's it's a really nice time from that perspective and I think people call each other out as well when they see Mm. like unkindness in the workplace like that shit used to fly before and get you a raise now it's like hold up no we're not allowed to do that or like you know that's not fair or don't do that you know whereas I think before that wouldn't have been the case so so I think I think I think overall we're living in a good time for this maybe not a good time for everything but a good time for this kind of stuff 
yeah definitely like there's definitely been strides taken now there, there's definitely you know further that it can go and you know with ending the stigma um that that still exists unfortunately in some people's minds to do with um mental health and that sort of thing but like I think that people are much more open about talking about this thing like mm-hmm. you know I could never have imagined 10 years ago you know went back I was going to say back when I was in college, I was not in college 10 years ago <laughs> in my head. I was, but you know, I couldn't, I could never have imagined that pe- that's what Instagram would look like in yeah. 10 years time, you know, because back then, and I think even up to quite recently, it was people, you know, displaying their, you know, this is my best life. Here's my perfect house and my perfect family and my perfect job and my perfect everything. And <clears throat> excuse me then there kind of seemed to be a shift more towards actually this is real life what you're seeing on Instagram is a highlight reel and people kind of showing that oh I'm you know I'm struggling with this or you know whatever like that and I think it's been a very healthy change and that people are a lot more authentic and kind of saying that you know it's not all rosy in the garden all the time like yes of course you're going to share your lovely photos and your lovely family events and all the rest of those things but sometimes there's there's real shit going on in the background and I think it's actually very healthy for people to say you know I need to take a break from Instagram because there's stuff going on in my in my family's life and you don't need to go on you know and mm. explain what it is but just having that realness I think it just brings an authenticity to it and actually it does open up those conversations of like you know oh geez that person is is struggling a bit you know like and if she can talk about it I can talk about it yeah you know um and like I'm not alone like there's another person who's struggling I thought she her life or his life was perfect and and god I never realized that and it just makes you feel a bit more normal doesn't it when you when you see that kind of stuff absolutely because I do think that you know kind of five ten years ago there was this thing of like look at my big massive house look at my big massive car look at my you know 2.5 kids you know all this you know this kind of perfect idyllic lifestyle and like you have no idea what's going on behind closed doors in any of these people's lives anyway but I think it kind of put so much pressure on people to to have that perfect highlight reel this part you know the the holidays the cars the the fancy nights out the all the rest of it and actually there's nothing wrong with just having a kind of you know that that normality to it that you know, I didn't go out because I, I had a shit week or I, you know, I have a car repayment going out, so I can't yeah. go out <laughs> or, you know, yeah. whatever like that. And um, I think it kind of like decreases the amount of po- toxic positivity as well. Yeah. This whole thing of like everything is perfect. Everything is great all of the time and we yeah. can only ever be happy. Um, And I think that will help an awful lot of people um, because I do think that it can be quite like triggering if you're if all you're seeing is I everybody else has a perfect life and and why why am I struggling? Absolutely, no, one hundred percent, yeah, yeah. And I do I do think that you know as you say people are kind of getting better with Instagram and getting better with kind of sharing the the different things like people do become more open on Instagram when they're more familiar with like it's like anything if you're more familiar with the use of some sort of technology you'll use it more you'll you know you'll say more things on it and even myself like I find that I'm sharing things 
obviously on the podcast I've shared quite a lot but um you know I've, I've shared things that with the business you know I'm taking a few days off social media because I have things going on which I would probably never have dreamt of doing previously mm-hmm. because yeah. you know like keep keep a certain I don't know look out there that like yeah. you know everything's fine and I'll keep this private but actually it, it's affecting the business or it's affecting me or it's it's affecting whatever and why shouldn't I share that actually you know thing there's there's a couple of moving parts here in the background and, and I'm just kind of figuring those out yeah 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 no I, I totally know what you mean and you know like I, I I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm it's not that I struggle with that one I do I know I do and I think about it quite often because you know, I do have quite like, a, I suppose, a professional persona online. Mm. And for the few times I've tried to kind of, you know, make more personable videos, they just haven't gone well, mm. gone down well, you know, and like, and, you know, like, I think I've actually realized, like, I was talking about this to my counselor, and she was like, why do you feel the need to make more personal videos? And I was like, well, because like everyone else makes more personal videos. And she was like, but like, you know, if, if you want to be like everyone else, then you probably won't get very far. So why don't you just be like you are? And I was like, mm. yeah, OK, good idea. And I felt this huge sense of relief that I didn't have to become a person like like I, I'm never going to be an influencer, but like I want to keep telling people how to make videos and giving mm. them tips. So she's like, well, that's your thing. You just you keep professional and you keep telling people. And it was just a load off. I was like, oh, thank God, because, you know, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd hold the camera up and I'd be like, hey, guys, just sitting here having a coffee. And I'd be like, I hate this. Like, this doesn't suit me at all. You know, so so she kind of gave me permission to give myself permission to say that that was okay, And and that's that's what I loved about that. Yeah. And I think the kind of toxic positivity thing kind of ties in a little bit to that that you know there can be this pressure with social media that you you should be a certain way I I'm the same I don't come on and be like hi I'm having I'm having this now when I'm doing this like I'll come on and talk if I have you know a podcast out or a new product out or and like generally speaking I'll put up like if if there's something going on that like there's going to be a delay in delivery for a product or something like that or for whatever reason like you know I'm not going to be online if you need me get me on email I'm not going to be checking my dms or whatever I'll just put up a slide with words I won't do the whole you know like talking to camera thing because I actually like sometimes when I it comes to the personal stuff that's when I struggle to actually talk to my camera or to my to my phone um but I have no problem like, you know, putting up a text box. And I think it's it's figuring out what works for you as well, isn't it? Absolutely, and yeah. Yeah, because like there there has been this landscape of like, oh, well, everyone's doing that. And I think that's where a lot of the, you know, the perfect lives, the perfect house, the perfect whatever, where that came from, because everyone was doing it. So, you know, because everyone was doing it, everyone else thought, well, that's what I have to do as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there has been kind of, I suppose a shift and like your counselors, right. You know, like there is, there's room for everyone to do whatever they want, really. Like yeah. you can be as open as you want. And I, I like, I like that change that you can be as open as you want, but also you don't have to be yeah. like, you know, there's no kind of pressure on, I suppose there's no pressure externally, but there can be internally. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and, and, and a constant kind of like debate or like trying to figure stuff out as well. As, because stuff is changing so much, you're like, should I be, should I be, should I be? From from a per- work perspective, like you're like, 
shit, maybe I'm blocking myself from reaching new people by not doing that. Like, and, and especially when you work for yourself, when you work for yourself, yeah. like the path isn't like, you know, road mapped out for you. So you turn yeah. up every day and you're like, am I doing things right? Am I doing things wrong? Am I a mess? Am I, have I, have I gone the wrong road? With all? Like it's, you know, and again, trying to kind of shut out that noise a bit more is, is, is becoming a little bit easier, but that's a constant battle, I think. And, and even when like, you know, you, you, you get in a new client, you do something really well. What, what was it yesterday? And I was like, oh yeah, I had to go through so many hoops to get a payment like to get set up on a mm -hmm. large company's supplier system like serious hoops like had to create like policies after policies and send them and stuff like that anyway navigated my way around it jumped through all of the hoops uh and then yesterday the money went in and like you know i was here and i was like yes yes you got it you did it you know because like i think you know i could have given up i could have just said like i don't have a corporate social responsibility policy i am a one person show but i was like no i'm not giving up i am going to keep going until i pursue this and it was a small sum of money as well like it wasn't like it was a grand uh, a big um grand amount but i was just like th those little wins just go such a long way but then after it you're like god i spent a huge amount of time on that now probably would have been better off spending my time on strategy you know and you're just like you have to be your your boss as well as your employee and just like you're the whole hierarchy and you're like and it, mm. it, it it's a surprise who you're going to be when you sit in the chair every day you're like I'm having an employee day, guys. I don't want to do anything. You know? oh. Yeah, so I've heard somebody call it the chief everything officer. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, some days that feels like it, it can be a lot being the chief everything. You're like, no, I just I just want somebody else to tell me what to do. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I suppose on days where, you know, things are very kind of stressed or there's a lot of pressure or, or something like that. What are the things that you do to look after yourself? What, is, what does self-care look like? I will tell you now what my favorite thing to do is. And uh, I do this um, probably at least once every two weeks. I will just shut down the computer and I will go to bed. And I literally like, you know, it could be one in the day and I'm like, no, 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 it's not working. Everything I'm doing is is broken. I'm breaking things more. I am I, I'm just I'm not contributing to anything. So I'll just like put on the electric blanket, not so much in summer. And I will get into bed for like 45 minutes, have a great sleep, get up, make a cup of tea and then go okay go back to it now like um so yeah. but you know i i used to feel so guilty about that and i'd be like other people don't do that other people can work all day long and not get tired or or stressed out and stuff like that and, and now i'm just like no you love a, a, a nap like you siestas are done in spain why can't i have my own little siesta here so i think it's about just like being really lenient on yourself, actually, on myself, especially. Now, this might not go for everyone, but I'm quite hard on myself. So it's learning to be lenient. Maybe if you're a kind of person who isn't hard on yourself, it's learning to be a bit stricter. So like it's just as with every conversation about life and mental health, it always comes back to balance and uh, that elusive idea of finding that perfect balance between lenience and strictness. but. You know, we just straddle that kind of thing all all the time and, and try try our best, I think, is, is all we can do. Yeah. And it, it's so individual as well. Like, you know, what works for some one person won't work for the next person. Yeah. And I love the idea of going for sleep in the middle of the day, by the way. Um, and it's such a reset, actually. You know, it's kind of like, OK, the morning was, you know, 
done. <laughs> I'm done yeah. with that mo- that morning now. I'm going to reset, get up fresh in an hour or whenever it is. And I can have a look at it then again, maybe. And you know what's interesting for me or what's, what's, what's uh, I suppose, a bit different for me is that I have this like no kid guilt. I have this huge guilt being a woman who doesn't have kids that like when I am in bed and I'm like, you know, drifting off, I'm like, what about the mums? They can't do this. And then I'm like, oh, they have to get up and, and their kids are there screaming at them. And, and how did they get through the day? Oh, my God. Or when I finish work and I've had a really long day and I'm really tired and I go into my house and I close the door and, and it goes into silence. I'm like, I can't even imagine what it would be like, like having like three miniature people running towards me, wanting things. I'd be like, get away from me. What are you doing? I'm finished. I'm done. My work is done. So like it's something that I actually probably need to chat about with my counsellor more is like just like not I think I have and I think that she was like she was like stop like basically stop comparing yourself you can't Mm. you know just because you're tired other people might not be as tired as you or something like that I was like Mm. yeah okay but it's 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 something that I do consider quite a bit and yeah yeah. and and that comparison piece as well you know like I suppose it's a it's about recognizing that there is that individuality to everything like you know like I do have two small children that run at me asking questions or whatever but I suppose I've put things in place that I have a balance with work and with you know I um, work in my corporate world um three days a week I work outside of that on Mondays and Fridays but I I can sometimes shift it around I might work on the Saturday instead my husband you know we'll tag team with childcare that sort of thing and like I suppose it's not everyone is in the situation that you're thinking of in your head, I suppose. Yeah. You know, and that like that comparison piece, you know, com- what is it? Comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. Um, you know, and I suppose when you find yourself being hard on yourself in, in those situations, when you're, I suppose, not triggered, that's probably the wrong word. But, you know, when you are feeling like that and the comparison piece comes in and you're you're being hard on yourself, is there anything that any tools that you call on in that case? where you know you kind of stop that thought or you can I suppose get yourself away from feeling like that I think I think that's actually one of the things that I struggle with the most and it's not just like you know in that situation but it's been there my whole life like you know when you're feeling down when you're a child or whatever and then someone's like imagine the kids in Africa or something like that and then Mm. like that would never make me feel better that would all that would do is make me feel worse because I'd go imagine how bad I'm feeling now imagine how bad they're feeling and then I just feel oh like oh god what is the point oh my god you know I just get like all wound up in my head so like I'm still figuring it out I'm still figuring Mm. out how to like remain empathetic and be able to kind of like you know like understand how other people feel but not let that skew my whole perception of the world and reality and and just like feel worse overall in general so I'm I'm still learning that and I'm still Mm. and I do though think like in any situation I feel like if I'm overwhelmed with thoughts I do feel like writing is a really good thing for me because it will just slow down my brain. I can't write as fast as I think. I have to construct my sentences before they come out. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay. And then when I write it down as well, it validates it. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think like, you know, because sometimes the thoughts are here, there, and they're they're everywhere. And then I write it down and it all kind of comes together into a paragraph. And it's like, no wonder you're feeling awful. If these are all the things that you're thinking and then you're putting them together, like like okay and then and then you kind of go through them and go 
well, that's not true. And then you're over exaggerating that and you're guessing that. So like, you know, like, mm. like break them all down and then go, oh, okay, I'll go get ice cream. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the power of a brain dump. Um, I think yeah. is underestimated sometimes because because like what you said, when you go through it, a lot of the time it's like, well, that's not logical. That's completely hypothetical. That's just not not fact at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like and because when you when your thoughts are in your head, like you can't unscramble them because mm-hmm. especially if you are in that spiral of, you know, thoughts are coming at you at a rate of I don't know what. And you're just like, Jesus, like the world is it the world is falling to shit around you like that and that's all you can think that like oh my god this is all awful everything is awful and it's terrible and you can't i suppose separate the fact from the fiction that's or it. or the logical stuff from the just completely bonkers stuff that's going on inside in your head so like i suppose writing it down and it's something actually that i think nearly everyone on that has been on the podcast has mentioned is just that power of writing things down and i think it, it can't really be underestimated. And, and the ice cream thing is also important. You remember that Instagram thing and it was like, <laughs> as adults, we sometimes forget that at any stage of the day we can get in the car and go and get an ice cream. And, you know, sometimes I have those moments like, like I, ha- I have an old car. It's it's a 2004, but it's like it's a convertible and I get so much joy out of just like putting the roof down and spinning to the shop and like especially on days like today now and getting an ice cream and then coming back. I'm like, <laughs> like it feels like you're cheating and it's such a small little thing to do, but it's like it's it's like you've won at life for that tiny moment in time you know you're just like I get fierce joy out of little things and and that that always keeps me going like you know like and I think most of us do hopefully like you know a sunset or a mad looking flower and stuff like that like I still get a lot of joy and I stop and I I, I get to appreciate those things a horse in a field drives me wild (laughs) you know the sea and so like just sometimes just going for a spin is is one of the best things that I can do for a reset. A sleep, a spin, and an ice cream is uh, yeah my 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 top three. Fantastic, and you know what? That's a lovely point at which to finish. A, what was it again? A, a sleep, a spin, and an ice cream. <laughs> there we go. A sleep, a spin, and an ice cream. So everyone listening, that's that's uh, Judy, Judy's uh, prescription for you. <laughs> so thank you so much, Judy, for joining me on the Mind Your Mind podcast. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed chatting too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Mind Your Mind podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, rate, review or follow. It really does help with getting the podcast out there. You can follow us on Instagram at mindyourmindpod for extra content and some behind the scenes action. Talk to you next week. And in the meantime, don't forget to mind your mind.